Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of From the Fourth Line. I'm your host, Emma, and I'm joined, well, one of your hosts. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcy. Hello. Um, so before we start talking about the Leafs and everything like that, I just wanted to open the show up with uh, something. So I'm sure if you exist on Twitter today, this morning, you saw that Sick Kids put out a promotion starring Austin Matthews, Ryan Reynolds, and Michael Bublé. Uh, talking about their uh, holiday donation campaign. So there, if you donate to Sick Kids before December 24th, uh, 2023, so this year, um, Samsung Canada will match all donations up to $100,000. Uh, we're going to put the link uh, in the show notes of their episode or uh, to the like directly to Sick Kids donation page. It'll also probably be in the tweet on our Twitter um, with this episode when we put that out um and also you can find it on the sick kids socials so we just wanted to spread awareness to this just because sick kids has a personal connection to the show uh just i've had experience with sick kids uh i've been i've not been but i've gone there from like the age of four to 13 at least once a year i've had two surgeries with them as well uh so just it's a they're great like the doctors and the rest of the medical staff there at sick kids are fantastic and they provide top top tier medical care for children across canada um i've also had family friends who have had really long extended stays with uh with sick kids in hospital getting treatment so just even if you can't because i know cost of living is so high right now even if you can't donate money just even sharing the donation link on online is a huge help. So that's just what we want to say off the top of the show. But now let's talk about the Leafs and their crazy two, long two games. We'll put it that way. Long two games. Both games went to overtime uh, that we've had since the last episode. So I get, we'll talk about Seattle and then we'll talk about Boston and then we'll go, go on to talking about other things. So Joseph Wool starts versus Seattle again. <laughs> Um, and also that puts uh, Bobby McMahon was on the fourth line as well. Yes. Out for Ryan Reeves, which <laughs> I I just... Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about Ryan Reeves when we talk about the Boston game, because he did play in that game, and I have opinions. Mm. Um, but a noted note is Mitch Marner went to the full bubble for the game. Uh, <laughs> so I don't... Bubble you probably, boy. Bubble boy. Um, you probably saw him... Uh, struggle with his mouth guard. That clip, I was like, that clip ended up everywhere of him struggling to get his mouth guard out of the bubble. I was like, oh, been there. Like, just at that point, you just take the shield off, like snap the shield off. But um, uh, Sheldon Keefe was still also sticking with those top two lines from th- uh, Tuesday versus Florida with uh, Nylander mm-hmm. on the top line with Matthew Knights. Ma- Matthews and Knights, not Matthew. <laughs> I mean, it both works. But... Um, <laughs> I think, I do think that, like, it's working. That top line still looking iffy. In this game, yes, we'll talk about how it kind of wasn't uh, versus Boston. Um, But we're, uh, yeah, so, you know, game, uh, you know, I think the Leafs penalty kill has been really great. Um, I think, like, They've been good. They've been really good, uh, which is something we never used to say about Leafs penalty kill. I feel like that was always a weak point for them, especially last year. I now I don't have the stats to, you know, back it up. But um, yeah, they kill off that a penalty uh, against McCabe for a knee on knee with, of course, Leafs legend Jared McCann. Uh, 
Like, you have like, literally every game, and you look at the lineup, and you're like, which of these guys are former Leafs? We say in quotations with Jared McCann. He never actually he was um he was a Leaf for like all of three days before uh, claimed in the expansion draft by Seattle. Because you know, I love to remind. I know I'm gonna remind Marcy of this because everyone on Twitter was talking about it. Uh, was Jared? You know. Leafs chose to protect Joseph, uh, not Joseph, Justin Hall and Alex Kerfoot <laughs> over, over Jared McCann. And I stand by that decision. <laughs> Neither of them are with the team anymore. Like, that's why you have to, you're sitting there and you're like, Jesus. Um, but Marner scores on the power play, uh, assisted by Nylander and Matthews. He breaks his scoreless scoreless streak. I believe he was, he was on a scoreless streak. And Tavares does some good some good work on that play to getting it, the puck out to some open space and allowing those three to do what they do best, which is score goals. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I did actually write a note of my first, I never really do this, but I was like, I don't really have a lot to say on the first period besides there was a lot of good chances for them and the special teams, like, so your power play and your penalty kill were pretty solid. Um, and then Joseph Wall again, just stellar performance by Joseph Wall. <laughs> He's I genuinely he's just been absolutely insane recently and I'm so here for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've like that's uh when we talk about the Boston game to go over about just how well he's been playing for the Leafs right now. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, and then second period, Mitch Mardner makes it makes it two. Um, Bubble bitch strikes again. <laughs> <Bubble> <laughs> Because my friend came around to watch and we were literally sat just going, gone bubble bitch, score. And we were like, we were being so mean to him. It was brilliant. Yeah, we're never, I did say we're never getting rid of the fishbowl is in my notes. And it's, that's also his 21st uh, multi-goal game of his career. And then because the Leafs are, the Leafs, Leafs legend, Sharon McCann scores to make it Um, (sighs) 2-1. Yeah, and this is where I did write down in my notes, Hull was protected. (laughs) Jared McCann, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, also, I said R.I.P. Will shout out. Uh, and I, I just want to, I just want a Will shout out this season so I can feel the joy that I felt November twenty second, twenty twenty one. Uh that was two years ago. I still, I miss that day, <laughs> and I want to go back. Like it's like so badly. Literally, like every single game. Like when the suit picks drop, I'm like. I messaged the group and I'm like, I'd send the picture and I'm like, guys, this is a shot suit. And then it's not. And then it's not. No. And it's one day, one day soon. Yeah. Um, like, I can't even be like, oh, I want a shout for my birthday because my birthday is in fucking September. Uh, I mean, I could have said it for my birthday, but um, they, my birthday was like three weeks ago, so. <laughs> <laughs> My birthday's already passed. For Christmas. Um, for Christmas. <laughs> I think they they play the 23rd is their last game, I think, before Christmas mm-hmm. break. Um, but yeah, two nights of bad turn. Uh, there was, yeah, he, Nylander had a bad turnover at that play. He hasn't, yeah. he's been a little bit rough since they've gotten back from Sweden. Mm-hmm. But, you know, fingers crossed. And then Mitch Marner with the Fucking hat trick with an assist from McCabe, like just way to go. Throw the hats for 
throw the hats onto the ice. That was my <laughs> hat gesture. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I just have, uh, then my next note, because, you know, it's the lease. Uh, what the fuck play by the lease in the neutral zone for uh, Tulvanen to make it 3-2? Just bad. Yeah. Just Yeah. Not brilliant. Um, and then, you know, I also, I wonder, can we have, I wonder if someone knows exactly how many uh, knives penalty, how many penalties knives has taken for just, like, being large. Because. God forbid he has a fast. <laughs> like, oh, God I can't, forbid. I can't, like, like, he's, apologies that he's a large, like, he's a large man. Like, he's, he's big, like. Literally, like, he just. It's like every single game is just like jail reason or too big, <laughs> too too like I'm like, too large, too large. Yeah, I I wonder if there's like a stat for that. I'm sure it's probably most of his penalties at this point through the season because I can't even remember mm. taking him any others besides like interference. Yeah, and it's like he was he's apologies a, he's too big. Like yeah, maybe like, the other players shouldn't run into him. Um. And then because, because, you know, because it's like 10 times worse because he never actually played for the Leafs, but he was a part of the Leafs organization for all of three days. Jared McCann ties it up. And the narratives just don't like, you know. So, and then we go to overtime because Leafs really like playing 65 minutes of hockey. Oh, yeah. They just, you know what's going to be really good for Emma and Marcy's hearts? A fucking overtime. Oh yeah, no, it's like it's it's like not bad enough that you know I've got genetic pre predisposal to heart for heart disease. We're just gonna make it ten times worse by having just kill him off. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I also have Joseph Wool again is owned a dinner owed a dinner from this team because he's what kept the team in this game and mm. it's a common thread through all of his past starts that he's been the reason this the like okay yeah. maybe he allows a goal but he's the reason why the other team can't get the next goal right mm. and it's like, just you know if, if they don't take him out for like the fanciest most expensive oh, like steak dinner do you have a nice like, steak dinner big like, bottle of red wine. Oh, yeah. I know so if they need recommendations for very expensive steakhouses in <laughs> Toronto, I'm sure I can find a list and provide it to them. Or if they need or if they're going to do it while they're here in Ottawa, I also have a list of really nice steakhouses for them here in Ottawa. Exactly. So with, there's one there's one uh, on Elgin Street with a really good lobster mac and cheese. If they <laughs> if they if they want. Um, but yeah, that's for the fourth time in the last five and also the 10th game this season that goes to overtime. I just say, you know, what is this team doing? Um, you know, I, d- I don't know. There's a missed, missed pass from Nylander and a spiraling half blocked by McKay. I, I don't, I know this is, like, I don't know what Sheldon Keith is thinking when he plays McCabe in overtime. And I know it's because he's dealing with some injuries and things like that. And he's, like, kind of short on defensemen to play, especially with Giordano out. Yeah. But, like, surely there's someone else you can do besides McCabe. Like there's, you've got six defensemen. Find one. I don't know. Can you do <laughs> you Connor Timmins? Can can Connor Timmins do it? I don't know. Benoit hasn't been half bad when he's out there in overtime. Like, you know, he's been quite good. Like he's surprised me. Yeah. I've been impressed. I yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. As, well, it's hard because we like didn't really see him from like we didn't haven't really seen Timmons for most mm. of the season. You know, most of the season he was hurt yeah. uh, in preseason against Detroit, but like. Yeah. Um, and then I just say I now this is this is my notes before the before I have like the sh- shootout stuff here because we spoiler alert, we go to a shootout. I just have all caps Joseph Wool and then lackluster Nylander in lowercase. <laughs> in my oh. <laughs> I'm I was Nylander and I saw that I saw you written that mm. announcing my retirement. <laughs> yeah. So shootout time again. Um. Yeah. First round, no one scores. Matthew scores again in the shootout for the second game in a row. Um, and then Marner with the overtime winner. Well, not with the over, with the shootout winner with the bubble. Uh, so, you know, I also have a fun little stat that is going to make little, little, little Mitch Marner so very proud. Um, Mitch Marner becomes the fifth highest leaf in uh with number of three-point games including playoffs in franchise history with 55 putting him behind uh daryl sittler matt sundin uh david keon and doug gilmore and he's within one of tying gilmore and then within two of passing gilmore and uh and tying keon so and you i read off that name of i read off that list of names and they are all like leafs icons right like i'm pretty sure I'm does Daryl Sutter I think they all have their number retired. I know Sundin does. Does Sittler have his number retired? I don't know. I should know this. Um, <laughs> yeah. They um, have so many retired. I was just looking at that little chart on the Leafs Wikipedia. It's on the Leafs Wikipedia if you want to. But um but yeah, just like sure a lot of people are like, oh he hasn't been playing great recently. But like you also have to think about like He's still a good player, and he's still, like, mm-hmm. teams are up and down. So, here we go. Retired numbers. Um, so there's a little, where's the chart? There we go. Um, sending. Yes, he does. 27 for him, and 27 is retired for him and Frank Mahovlich. Yeah, so all all five of those guys have their numbers retired. So, like, sometimes I think about, like, oh, like, you know, 34 and 16 getting retired, like, no, because then I also think about the fact that Marner wore 93 in juniors because of Doug Gilmore, but then when he came to the Leafs, he had to change to 16 because 93 was retired for Doug Gilmore. Like, and then his number's gonna retire, and there's some probably some kid out in juniors right now wearing the number 16 for for Mitch Marner because they grew up watching. Like, I can't. <laughs> you have to cry, <laughs> crying on the podcast. Oh, no, just about that, and then thinking of like that little that one clip of like little baby Mitch. oh my god what's your favorite oh. what's your favorite hockey team the toronto Anyways, oh. as you can see me and marcy are very normal about <laughs> this team so normal so normal we've never like, been normal about okay. anything the narrative's really uh but yeah also joseph will once again saved the team Surprise, surprise. It's like, it's like a daily thing now. It's just, oh, what's the ball doing right now? Saving the team. Yeah, so I'm going to bring this stat up again when we talk about Boston, but 30-plus shots, uh, four games in a row. The first time in his career that he is. It's also the first time he's played probably, like, four games in a row. Yeah. <laughs> well, five, because he plays, uh, spoiler alert, 
he started against Boston. Now let's talk about Boston's game. Ooh, Boston. Uh, Joseph Wolf starts uh, versus uh, Linus Allmark. Uh, so it's it's very much a this was a goalie battle. I'm gonna like yes, it was also an offensive. But, like both teams are very good. We're gonna say mm-hmm. like the Boston Bruins again, very good. Why are they still good? Like I am waiting so patiently for the Boston Bruins mm-hmm. to not be good, and yeah. I never get it. So mm-hmm. honestly, yeah, if I you mean... ask if you asked me back in September if I was like who might miss the playoffs uh, in the East. Uh, in the Atlantic, I should say. I would have told Boston Bruins. And now I might say the Leafs because there's a very fun David Alter tweet I want to bring up just a little bit. But um, yeah, Samsonov is out uh, with illness. Uh, Martin Jones is called up on emergency basis. So just like maybe Samsonov would have been given the start. We did talk about that last mm-hmm. episode. Like maybe it would have gone to Samsonov. Um, yeah. But he's out with an illness. He's still out. He was not at practice yesterday. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit more. There seems to be a bug going around. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Reeves in on the fourth line for McMahon. uh, Because McMahon and uh, Matt Lajoie were assigned to the minors on Friday. And they have not, they've yet to be called up again. Uh, Mardner again with the fishbowl in today's game. And it was also Noah Gregor's 200th game. Mm -hmm. Yay. Um, So that's all the stats going in. But like, Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves played a grand total of five minutes and 57 seconds of ice time. Yeah. He was benched with six minutes left in the second period. I don't know if that's a new record for him and, like, how soon he gets benched in a game. But, like, if you're going to put Reeves in to play the big bad Boston Bruins and, you know, show them up for what happened last time they played them with Lilligren, like. It's like, if you're going to. Play him, commit to it. Commit like, to it. actually play because like I'm not being funny, but if you're gonna bench bench him before the end of the second, fucking just bring McMahon back. No, like, like he was work like McMahon was working so well, and then then it, it's like oh no, mm, bye, fuck off, see you later. Like we'll put someone that we're gonna have playing less than six minutes. Problem solved. Yeah, less less than six minutes. Like. I just have to think, though. I'm like, what is what is Sheldon Keefe? Like, I want to know what goes through Sheldon Keefe's uh, brain when he puts Ryan Reeves into the lineup. <laughs> but, like, because if you're going to play Reeves for his physicality, he also has to be physical, and he hasn't been. Like, no. minus the first two games of the season, he's just not been physical for this team, and he's not been he's playing. He's been letting people push him around. He's been letting, like, that's not, that's not what we've brought him here for. We've brought him here to do the pushing, not to be pushed. No, exactly. And, like, at this point, I'm like, so what's the point? Like, a lot of people are going to be like, well, he brings a lot to the locker room. I'm like, I'm sure a lot of these guys bring a lot to the locker room. At the end of the day, locker room dynamics don't have a column on the standings. Like, they don't, they don't, they don't earn you any points in the standings. Wins do. And, if you're not going to play, then if you're going to put Reeves in the lineup and then you're not going to play him in tight games, which I feel like everyone knew that Boston and Toronto is going to be a tight game. It's mm-hmm. always like both of these teams are good. Like we're not saying the Leafs are bad. The Leafs are actually have been, they've been good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say like, it's not, you knew it wasn't, the odds are it wasn't going to be a total blowout. Mm-hmm. So if you knew there's a chance that it's going to be a close game, 
why are you putting Reeves in when you know you're not going to play him if it is going to be a close game? Exactly. So I just, I'm like, whatever. Like, I know they probably like, man, there's cap, finagle, whatever. And they don't, they, maybe they don't want a chance having him go on to waivers. Who knows? Would he even, would he clear waiver? Like, that's a, I mean, Wayne Simmons wasn't cleared waivers when he was put on waivers last year. There was that, he was, that happens. So anyways. Uh, I also have, like, I know we were just talking about how good special teams have looked. That second shift on the power play for the Leafs, in the first period specifically, that was, that looked bad. That looked, that looked bad. I don't, uh, now that we're talking about the actual (laughs) game, but, (laughs) but then um, Pasternak goes top shelf to make it one nothing. Um, I, I do have, should Wool have had that as a question in my notes, I don't. It was an. Uh, you would have liked him to have that one, but at the end of the day, you can't. Ex- you know what I mean? Like it's like you can't get everyone. Yeah, you can't. Like, yeah, it was doable, and he probably should have had it, but you can't. You can't fault him or not. Like yeah. Um, and then Kevin Shattenkirk two nothing, of course. Because it's against the Leafs. It's his first of the season and first with the Boston Bruins. Obviously. Uh, again, because Pasternak is just that good. Uh, stellar pass on the play by Pasternak. Mm. It was a really good goal. Yeah. It's like, that's the thing. I, I'm like, I, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, that's a good one. Oh, it always sucks when there's a good one and you're like, against your team and you're like, shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like um, and then Austin Matthews makes it 2-1, and the Leafs are back in it, right? Like, it goes mm. quickly from it being 2 nothing to being like, oh, no, to being 2-1, and you're like, oh, we're in it now. We're back in it. Yeah. Uh, in front uh, to tie up Allmark. Um, you know, this is really a prime example of why the Leafs should be getting to the net and being in the net and mm. having net front presence on the when they're in the offensive zone, like, when they're in the O-zone. Because, like, N- Nylander is there. There, it's a shot on net by uh, Nyes into the zone. Mm. Nylander is there in front of the net, ties up Ulmark, off the rebound, Austin Matthews, and <sighs> he is so sneaky. Like, you th- mm. he's 6'3", 200 pounds, and yeah. he's able to just sneak up the side like, without oh. anyone noticing. Like, do Like... Sneaking up behind and around off the side and is there to just literally be right there. And you're like, how did no one see him? He's 6'3", 200 pounds. I don't think he's, is he exactly 200 pounds? I don't know. Anyways. But it's like, he's also Austin Matthews, too. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you should just know where he is on the ice because he's Austin. Mm -hmm. Like, he's dangerous all the time. But he's, he's, oh, there's been so many of goals like that for Matthews where he's sneaking up on the side and then he's mm-hmm. right there and has it and it's gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, but yeah, and then Max Domi, the one we've been waiting for, his first as a Leaf and his first of the season. And like a lot of people have been saying like, oh, you know, he hasn't been scoring goals. I'm like, yeah, but he has 11 points. He had yeah, 11 he's... assists going into that game. So it's not, that's not, it's not bad. Right? Mm. Like, it's not like he hasn't been producing. He has. He just hasn't been scoring. There's a difference. But Max Domi, his first on the Leafs, the gorgeous two-on-one with Robertson. Robertson dictated that play. He was the 
time behind that play and it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. So you have to give praise to both Domi and Robertson for that one. Um, Literally uh, just a fun little stat because Max Domi to tie it. Yeah. (laughs) Why is he so upset with me right now? Because there's no video for this, but Marcy's shaking her head. She had her hand, head in her hand. Uh, that just about wraps up today's episode. <laughs> if she could, if we lived in the same, like on the same continent, she would find a way to strangle me right now. For that oh, yeah. But uh, so 6,454 days after Ty Domi's last goal with the Toronto Maple Leafs, Max Domi scores his first. <laughs> that's a fun little stat love um, yeah and then I, I also have a note like qu- I wrote this after that goal but quiet but solid game from Wool. like he's been like you hadn't seen mm. now there was a couple of really outrageous saves later that we'll talk about but yeah. so far it's it's been quiet from like he's a very quiet goalie to watch in mm. terms of the fact that he is very deliberate with his movements and the fact that like he's not a Jack Campbell kind of way where he's got like those big over-exaggerated movements going from post to post that sort of thing where it's he's very deliberate about the way he moves within the crease Mm -hmm. and then I also have this just to kind of break up the fact that we're then gonna talk about some narratives and things like that Simon Benoit's hair is my new favorite main character I don't know (laughs) if you saw the replay of the the Dobby celebration he's got like his little hair picking it like peeking (sighs) out of (laughs) peeking out of the vents in his helmet (laughs) And so I'm like, and then also when they did their teen picture in Sweden, his hair, like he was like, I tried to control it. Uh, there was, I think it was in the article from The Athletic. It was like all over the place. That, his hair was manic in that picture, in that teen picture. But he was like, there was an article but from The Athletic that kind of broke down their trip to Sweden, that sort of thing, and the off-ice stuff they got up to. And he was like, yeah, I tried to control it, tried to like, you know, brush it down. I really should have just ru- like run it under some water before we took the picture or anything, because it literally was all over the place. And yeah, I just love that. I was like, I just, oh, I, just, uh, I love him so much. He's, I don't like he's such a like, you know, he's been playing really well and he's deserved to stay up, you know, with the oh, Leafs yeah. while they go through, you know, another November and December with injuries on the blue line. Mm. I feel like this happens every single year. I swear to God. We went through this last year. We're going through this again this year. It's always going to happen. But yeah, it just was like sticking up through his hair vents. And it reminded me, because so, then he also has like the neck the neck guard on as well. So it just reminds me of like when I, I'm watching kids ski racing and they've got like the hair shooting out of their helmet and like <laughs> out between their goggles and their helmet. And they've got like the neck warmer and everything. Like, No, I also, I, every single time I see him on the ice and he's got his like little neck guard on, I'm like, he looks so good with it. I like the, it's so, like he just like he's serving. Yeah, absolutely looks. And it's like every time I see him, I'm like, he just looks really cozy. <laughs> I'm just like I'm like turtle like turtlenecks under hockey jerseys are really good look. So maybe like hey guys, maybe you should be wearing net protection if you want to look if you want to look cool. Um, and the, but then Trent, uh, Trent Frederick um, on a loose puck uh, behind Joseph Wool scores to make it 3-2. There's some narratives there. Scores on his yeah. former youth and uh, U.S. national development program teammate, uh, Joseph Wool. It was a misplay by Wool. 
but you know just not his finest not his finest moment for sure I think he definitely thought he had the puck with him and it trickled out Mm. the back and Frederick was there just to poke it in but yeah just you know more 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 noted uh more uh narratives to work with there you know some the kid you grew up with and he was like wool was asked about that in the in the post in his post game uh mm. you know just was like that sort of thing and of course he had the very like oh you know i'm happy for him you know it's good to see a guy like grew up and i was like buddy you're allowed to say that you're pissed off <laughs> you know like he's oh he's just he's too nice i'm like <laughs> like i remember i messaged you before and we were like i want to go i was like i want a goalie fight it's like i'm like how they wouldn't fight they'd literally just stand there like yelling like nice things at each other like your hair looked really good the other day you have really cute kids (laughs) (laughs) it's like that back and forth like they're just i'm sure i'm sure i'm i've talked to i've talked to swayman i'm sure you give really good hugs They just like stood there center ice and everyone else is just stood around like what the fuck <laughs> can you imagine fucking Keith's reaction if he's just stood there and just watching Joseph Paul and Liam Solmark yell nice things at each other it just but yeah so honestly like yeah trying to... <laughs> I, I actually kind of I was like uh you know and that's you know at the same time I was like of course you know I should have expected Frederick to score I have one of his playlists saved on Spotify because mm. it's like my go-to when I'm in someone's car and they hand me the aux cord and I just need generic music to play in the car and I play his playlist so shout out to Trent Frederick for providing me with my go-to uh car aux cord playlist um that I I found because the only the only social media Joseph Bull has is a LinkedIn and a Spotify account and I think that's very very real of him but yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, then Austin fucking Matthews, man, ties it up 3 3 with like six, seven seconds left in the mm-hmm. period off of a pass by Martner. Like, yeah, of course they're going to find each other for that. You know, like, of course, you know, 1634. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the narratives just write themselves. You know, Leafs, if, if they win a cup with the Leafs, which a lot of people are like, oh, that's not going to happen. I'm like, if they do, those numbers automatically go into the Raptors. Autom- oh. Automatically. Automatically. Might as well throw up all of them up there. I don't give a sh- You know. The entire team. The entire team goes up there. Who cares? Honestly, at this point, they'd have, what, 15 numbers to work with <laughs> left? Retire um, 60. Retire 60. <laughs> After what he's fucking been put through this year. Retire 60. Retire 60. And then we're off to OT for the 11th time this season. And then, you know, of course, because Sportsnet really just has to show it to us, puts up a graphic where it shows, you know, the stats for overtime. 50% of the games this season for the Leafs have gone to overtime. They've only played 22 games this season. And I know a lot of people are like, well, it's not a big pool. Like, they can't, like, you know. Playing 41 games in overtime isn't going to be sustainable. I was like, yeah, but, like, you never know. (laughs) And, like, I don't have a problem right now. Because this is, of course, a conversation that exists on on Twitter right now. And among Leafs fans, for sure, is, like, is all of their games going to overtime an issue? I don't, like, right now in November, early December, 
is it an issue? No, because they're at the end of the day, if they win, they get two points. If they lose, yeah. they still get a point, right? So they're still having points in the standings. I do think mm-hmm. where this becomes an issue is when it's March, April, and you're Ooh. playing division opponent, like division rivals who are also in the hunt for the playoffs and are also trying to fight for that playoff opportunity. And you're giving up points to teams like Boston, like Florida, like Tampa, like Detroit, like whoever is going to be in that, maybe even a couple from the Met, the Metro, uh, the Metro division, you know, who are in that wild card race, wherever the Leafs find themselves in that playoff hunt in March, April, like if you're still giving up those points, then, then it becomes an issue because at that point of the season, every point matters if you're trying to make the playoffs. And if you're whatever playing Florida and you guys are both fighting for the same playoff spot and you know, you're giving them a point, you, you know, you still get the two points. You still win in overtime, whatever you're still giving Mm -hmm. Florida a point that still is like, it's like one step forward, two steps back. Right. Kind of thing. It's not ideal. And that's, you know, so maybe, you know, this is, this could be a totally different conversation if they're still doing this in March, April, but right now I think we just have to be happy that they're getting points, no matter which way they're getting them. If it means we get to watch five extra minutes of hockey a night when the Leafs play, who gives a crap? But, you know, Mm -hmm. I think also at the same time, you know, you do like, they've won in overtime quite a bit, but I also do like, do things like it's like, okay, but you know, you have to be careful with it for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it gets scary now, but yeah. Um, Leafs go with McKay, Marner, and Camp. Fuck. <laughs> to start off overtime, I wrote this down specifically because I was like, I saw who it was to start overtime. I was like, what the fuck, Sheldon Keefe, are you actually doing? Mm, if you're no, like, I, I was sad. I was like, because my friends were around again because I like torturing them like this. <laughs> And I was like, I was in the kitchen making some tea, and then I was, I asked them, I was like, who's starting? And then they said 64, and I was like, do you want to repeat that? Like, do, am I hearing things right? Yeah, like, am I going crazy or? Because like, I get okay. Here, here's where my logic sort of, you know, I get Marner. Yeah, okay. You're starting him over now because um, both Boston and uh, and the Leafs did the same thing. Whereas, um, you know, you play your strong face-off guy, which for the Leafs mm-hmm. is Camp, right? But if you're gonna play Camp and like hope you win the face-off and then you can make a change, right? Yeah, that's always a gamble whenever you do that. But if you hope to play. If you hope to, like, if you're going to play camp, don't fucking play McCabe. No, it's like... Don't! Put Morgan Riley out there. One and a half people there. Like... Yeah. No, exactly. Like, anyways, uh, so many questions. <laughs> All of them negative. Um, yeah. Then there's a crazy sequence in both ends. And then I wrote down, Joseph Wool is my hero. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was insane for him, because... He served, what, 10 out of 11 shots in yeah. five minutes. No. F- so which, by the way... What is this man on? But, which, by the way, this... Uh, I just saw your eyes go wide. I'm... Was that... Oh, no. My friends have just lost a question. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, I thought because every time I'm so nervous whenever your phone buzzes now and your you, your eyes go, I'm like, what what news have just dropped? Because this is not the first <laughs> not the first time that's happened. Um, but yeah, just uh, what was I talking? About? Joseph Wool, blah, blah blah blah. Oh, um, yeah, bought for Boston had the most shots. The period that Boston got the most shots in was overtime. Overtime is five minutes long. <laughs> What like, the what, fuck what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing where that happens? And then um, Marshawn scores the overtime winner with, like, 10 seconds left. Um Because, of course, he does. Fucking. Ugh. Yeah. I try. I tr- like, we're least plugged. So, I, I'm going to say it. Fucking. There's not a player I hate. Like. There's not a player that makes me want to punch him in the face more in this entire league than Brad Marshawn. And it's been something that has, like, ever since I was, like, nine years old, I've never, like, he's, anyway, I just have always despised this man with, like, a burning passion. have hated yeah. him since I was a kid. Like, Bruins haunt me and have haunted my child. Like, Boston Bruins and the Leafs are the reason I have trust issues. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was just, like, that whole sequence, you want, everything you see from that play is just a total breakdown from the Leafs. Nylander mm. gets tangled up with Marchand in, at center ice. Somehow Marchand gets up faster than Nylander. Again, the camera cuts away, so you don't really see it. And then Pasternak, well, with the crazy save, oh, Marchand even- gets the rebound, which, like, I'm like, if he, like, you know, you think about, like, how that almost probably was a highlight reel save had mm. Marshawn not been there. But then you also see, like, where was John Tavares? And then there's that clip of John Tavares on the back check. I get he's tired. I get it. Mm. Whatever. Oh, but I'm like, there's on. six seconds. There's, like, whatever, 10 seconds left of overtime. Mm. There's 10 seconds left of overtime. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's fine. Like, you know, it's a regular season game. Like, it's not that big. There's 10 seconds left of overtime. He's not going to go in the shootout unless it goes to round, like, six or seven, right? Yeah. Like, he's not high up on the chart of guys you're going to put out there for the shootout. Get the fuck back. Exactly. It's like you have ten seconds left. I don't care how tired you are. Ten fucking seconds. It's not. It's not hard. I don't, like, like, okay, you're tired, whatever. It's the end of overtime. You probably had a crazy long. Just fucking skate. At least show to make an effort. Mm. It does like, look like does that clip just makes him look awful. It mm. makes him look awful. It's literally him standing there at the blue, at not even the blue line, at like the red line, fucking just, just like, stand, you know, taking a couple steps on. and then not like just like if you give him, let everyone know. But yeah, so uh. That's well. That's the game. Leafs still pick up a point, uh, but of course, it always sucks to lose to Boston, especially in that way. Um, and then to look mm. ahead for the Leafs, they have kind of a light schedule going now uh, to our next next episode on Thursday. They don't play any games till Thursday night in mm. Ottawa. They so they have four. They've had they get four days off now from Saturday to Thursday. Um, then they're back home to take on Nashville that Saturday. So they have, like, it's not crazy. They don't have a crazy December despite this. So mm-hmm. think about it, like, Leafs had a kind of a not bad November schedule, have not an awful December schedule, but I, they're mm-hmm. January, February, 
doesn't look great. Um, just at a glance. But yeah, so Otto, again, uh, both Samsonov and Lajeson are out with an illness. Uh, neither of them were at practice yesterday. Um, and then also news from practice uh, yesterday, Timothy Lilligran was out skating at Leafs practice yesterday. No timeline on his return yet, however. Um, but, you know, so we'll see how Samsonov is feeling for Thursday. Obviously, if he's not feeling well enough to start, it will be Wool getting the start. Um, but at the same, like, then, but then if he is well enough to start, like, then you have to start playing the question of who you're going to start against Ottawa. Ottawa, yes, hasn't been playing great, but they won against Seattle in their last game. Um, And so, and they always, I always say this every time and people are like, but like, you know, what is, you know, what can you expect from an Ottawa Leafs game? Ottawa is always going to play well against Toronto, no matter how bad they're doing. They always do. Always do. Right. (laughs) And so you have to expect it and you, maybe you want to start wool, but that would be a sixth start in a row. Um, yeah, so his in his past five starts, again, that's his fifth game for Wool again was against Boston. His fifth game in a wool uh in a row for Wool for 30 plus shots faced. Insanity. Uh that those games have a three one and one record, and he has a 0.909 save percentage. So insane. 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 Um but so do you start him for six in a row? If you're if you're Sheldon Keith. Do you start him over Samson off against Ottawa? Knowing how good Ottawa is against your team. Mm. Right? I think at this point it's kind of like unless Samsonov comes back and is just a completely different person. Yeah. I think you kind of have to. Especially because also as well, like um if Samsonov doesn't um if Samsonov isn't feeling well until like Wednesday night Thursday morning like you have to think about like it's okay it's Monday if Samsonov Mm -hmm. doesn't feel well enough to practice tomorrow do you play him or if like if he doesn't feel well like you have to think of like when he's good enough to come back to practice if he doesn't come back to practice till Wednesday Thursday morning skate you can't start him you can't no, start him. You're basically throwing in someone who's not done anything for what nearly a week. Yeah, nearly like that's yeah, not. It's not going to end well for the team, and it's also very much not fair on him. No, to go. Oh, oh, you've not I, played in a while. You're also you also been sick. You've been sick. You haven't been like feeling well. And I don't know about you. When I'm sick, I am like the deaths in the world. <laughs> I'm in bed. <laughs> I'm, yeah, in bed I am nothing. Not. I'm in bed. Like I am laying there. I am ordering food. It like literally I am sitting there. I am have got mm-hmm. Netflix open. Like I'm not going anywhere. So I maybe hockey players are the same. Like, you know, I don't I don't know, but I don't it's a question for sure. It'll it's definitely dependent on his status and you know, hopefully Lodgeson mm-hmm. as well feels better soon. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you hope there's not a bug going around this team because that was just what we need. Because that was exactly like just what we need going into December is fucking half this team to get sick. Uh, You know, if lad, you know, you hope Lodge thing plays well, but at the same time, then you're like, then you, he's been playing really well too. Like that's the thing where it's, you have to take him out of it. And he's, he's added some grit to this team as well. Unexpectedly, unexpectedly, Lodge has added some grit to this blue line. 
So you take him out, you put LeJoie back in, and you're looking at a very weak bottom four. Yeah. Because you've got Riley, Brody, McCabe, Timmons. Not that McCabe, like, not that Timmons hasn't been playing well, but then you're like LeJoie and Benoit, and you're like, mm, that's pretty weak. Uh, here's a, We also have a tweet uh, because, you know, just to spoil the mood before we were all hopeful about the Leafs playing Ottawa, uh, there's a tweet by David Alter today uh, from this morning on the Leafs OT record and kind of what it means historically within the NHL. So the Leafs lead NHL in overtime instances this season with 11. Uh, he decided to take a look back all the way to 0506 when the NHL got rid of ties to see how the teams who led the league in OT shootout count has fared and while it's not good. Um, the There's been three teams uh, going back to 05 it's not looking good. There are a lot of missed playoffs, a lot of first round exits. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. There is not a lot of teams here with over 40 wins. So. Yeah, it's not what you want to hear. No, it's not. Um, but also just for like, you know, there's num- the, some of the numbers of overtimes that are taken looked at here. It's like around the 20s. You know, you got your, the most I'm seeing here just on this quick tweet, uh, this quick list right now that I'm looking at is Detroit Red Wings with 29. Oof. Yeah. So not great. Um, no. But let's, t- we'll, we'll talk a trade. Um, this happened, uh, when did this, this happened, like, I think Friday morning, right? Uh, Nikita Zadora mm-hmm. announced, uh, was traded to Vancouver. Calgary Flames traded uh, defenseman Nikita Zadorov to Vancouver for a fifth-round pick uh, in the 2024 that they got from Chicago in the Anthony Beauvillier trade and a third-round pick in 2026. So they, again, very quickly spend that pick. Um, Zadorov is a uh, is a UFA after this season. Uh, in 21 games played for Calgary, is one goal, five assists. Um, and a lot of people thought he was going to go for the Leafs. I mean, it was mm-hmm. he was were in those talks uh but it was said that the Leafs would have required cap retention uh from Calgary that was from Kevin Weeks um so they did have an offer on the table but they would have required uh Calgary to retain some cap uh some some of that salary in order to fit under the cap and hence why he went to Vancouver because Vancouver said was like no we don't need that that's fine we can take his whole salary so now, you know, there's rumors that Leafs are eyeing Chris Tanev, but, you know, if yeah. Brad got to do something, if he wants to do anything with that defense, mm-hmm. well, he's got Giordano out and Lilgren out. And... Yeah, I think he's going to have to, like, do something soon because I don't know how much more I can take. And I don't much know how much more the team can take because there's only there's a limit to how long you can just like happily play with a broken defense and they're very much hitting the limit of what the fuck are we doing yeah and you you we saw that last season too with uh, the Leafs when they were when like Morgan Riley was injured and Mm. who the like a lot was was it was like was Brody out as well for a bit Thank too? You. Yeah. So it was like literally at one point our defense was like Mark Giordano, a couple Marleys and a dream. Like 
Lingo Shred of Hope. Rasmus Sandin was a, I think, was he, no, he wasn't hurt. He was healthy the whole time. And that's where he really shone was when Riley was out mm-hmm. was Rasmus Sandin. And then, of course, we don't have him anymore. He's off in Washington. Nope. Kyle. Fucking Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about, we can talk. There was also a trio. There was a trio of hat tricks on Thursday. Uh, Mitch Martiner uh, for Toronto, Tom Wilson for Washington and Connor Dewar doer for minnesota all scored hat tricks on thursday it was the first of their of uh both of the careers for wilson in his 700th game of his career also and doer for but and the second of his career for martner so we love it like okay tom will anyways ignoring tom wilson we love when our <laughs> guys do well um the minnesota wild have become like have a fought like now have a fond place in my heart which is unexpected mm. Uh, I didn't really expect that this season that I would become endeared by the Minnesota Wilds, but I have. They have their little, their little guys. They have, you know, grass- little guys, little guys there. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, while we're on the topic of um, some, while we're on the topic of the Wilds, uh, we have an update on a story we covered last episode with Marc Andre Fleury and his uh, special mm-hmm. master design for Indigenous Celebration Night uh, with. Uh, for the Minnesota Wild, it has raised, uh, so the um, auction has closed and it raised $35,100 for charity. All funds will go to the Prairie Island Indian community, which is local to um, where the Minnesota Wild play. So awesome. That's really great. That's a lot of money to go towards, uh, to go towards a community that really deserves, deserves it. And that's mm. great. I, that's fantastic. Um, speaking of goalies, though, we have a goalie goal to announce. Yes. Tristan Yari on Thursday versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tristan Yari for Pittsburgh scores the first goalie goal of the season. It also is the first goalie goal in Pittsburgh Penguins history. Uh, the Penguins go on to win it 4-2 over Tampa that game. Uh, but yeah, it's also the first NHL goalie goal for Tristan Yari he had one he had he's it's not his first professional one he had one uh when he was in the AHL but congratulations to Tristan yeah. Yari um you he's just so the, the, that whole team seemed so happy after the game like you oh, got a smile you got a smile out of Sidney Crosby in a post-game <laughs> conference do you know how hard that is to do to get a smile out of Sidney it's Crosby like unheard of it's like, oh. So, congrats! Uh, it's a lovely, lovely, good story. There was also another hat trick um, last last night. Yeah, for um, Brad Marchand <laughs> against Columbus Blue Jackets. And we're gonna talk about hat tricks. Well. Uh, now we have a couple of uh, extensions to talk about uh, on Thursday. Uh, this was I. This was Friday. I think I wrote this, but uh, between before, I, yeah. Uh, Sam Montembeau signs an extension. The Montreal Canadian goalie uh, signed a three-year contract extension at a $3.15 million um, cap hit. Uh, in 10 games uh, this year for the Habs, he has a 5-3-1 record, a 2.73 goals against average. Goals allowed, goals, again, yeah, goals against, goals allowed against average, uh, and then a 9-10 save percentage. Uh, the 27-year-old was drafted 77th overall by Florida in the 2015 draft. Uh, 113 career NHL games and has a career 
uh, 3.42 goals against average and a uh, 0.897 save percentage. He won gold at the World Championships with Team Canada this past this year. Um, so there, a note though on that one is that there is no trade restrictions or no trade clauses mm-hmm. on that contract. So a lot of people see him as an option for the Oilers, but in uh, but. It was announced on Saturday uh, in uh, for Hockey Night in Canada by Elliot Friedman that uh, Jack Campbell could see a return to the Oilers uh, this week after a brief little I, conditioning stint. Is that what we would call it uh, with their age yeah. in Bakersfield? Yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm so happy. But conditioning, <laughs> like he seems to be playing really, really well uh, oh, in the yes. AHL right now. So um, maybe if he comes, like that's of course. Oilers are probably still looking at trades as options, but you know mm-hmm. you could potentially see that not Motambo. He was just uh, Motambo was just one of those names that was thrown around yeah. in maybe of something of a of a goalie that the Oilers could potentially make a trade mm-hmm. for. Should they need one? We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. But I think that's like know. That when Campbell was sent down, it was miserable for him. He was he did not have a good few games. And then I think after like the twenty first of November, I wanna say, it started to like look good and it's he's had like some really good games. Um he won Saturday night, won four six. That's good. It's he's yeah. he's doing really well. And I'm very happy for him. That's and good. I want him back. Because I miss him, and I miss the fact that I can't watch AHL games. Oh, they're so hard to, they're so hard to watch. Even here, like, for me, Mm -hmm. like, I'm, like, at this point, it's easier for me to take a train down to, like, Belleville or Toronto and watch, like, the Marlies or, like, the Belleville Senators or something in person than it is for me to watch Mm -hmm. them, like, a stream of them. Um, And then we have another extension as well that was announced today. Uh, Nino Niederreiter. Mm -hmm. I love saying its name. <laughs> I have so much fun with it. You know, Nina Ryder um, <laughs> signed, an, uh, uh, signed a contract extension with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the defenseman signed a three-year, $12 million contract extension that has a $4, mil, uh, $4 million annual cap hit. Um, in 23 games, he has six goals, eight assists with the team. The 31-year-old Swiss-born player was drafted fifth overall, uh, overall by the New York Islanders in 2010. Um and it's the same cap hit as his current contract. It's just essentially an extension. He was traded to Winnipeg for a second round pick uh, in this year's draft uh, from Nashville last year, right around uh, just before actually the um, the trade deadline uh, early in early February. And kind of he was the Predators were struggling to make the pl- to get mm-hmm. into a playoff spot, and he wasn't quite playing as well. And I think it does a good job to lock down some like defensive leadership for the Jets and you know yeah uh, just something to announce we haven't gotten no exciting contract extensions yet but just ones we probably should have talked about now to get into something very exciting though that i feel like we should spend a little bit of time discussing league mother (laughs) tyson berry (laughs) certified certified mother Tyson Berry has been given permission by the Nashville Predators to speak with other teams for the purpose of either a um, either to sign a contract with them or to or for a trade. Uh, Tyson Berry has been yep. Uh, Berry is a was a scratch, a healthy scratch versus the New York Rangers. 
um, and is a and is an unrestricted free agent next year. Um, it allows both team and player to look elsewhere for options for next season or even this season if he does get a trade. Um, and this year, he for um, for Nashville, he has in 22 games played, he has zero goals, nine assists. I would know because he's on my fantasy team, <laughs> and I and I might actually because now that Shabbat is back uh, from injury, I might actually have to drop him so I can bring so I can activate Shabbat off of IR because I'm I, I'm like ah, I need the uh, oh, I think you can't drop the league mill. I don't know I don't know who else to get rid of though because I have like I need to I I need to actually do, yeah. Uh, he was traded to Nashville from Edmonton for Matthias Ekholm last season. Uh, of course, always former Leaf, Leaf legend. Bring him home. So I <laughs> bring him home. Um, so I do like. I wonder, like, where would he? I don't know where he would. A lot of people, like, you know what to say. Like, if he hasn't already played for Edmonton, I feel like you would be saying Edmonton. But like, yeah, would he go back to Edmonton? You know, chance, chances are, I don't know. He re-signs and this is all this discussion that we're about to have is all for nothing you know mm-hmm. it's just it's you know very curious to see where he will end up um mm-hmm. you know in his future in his career like will we see a trade this season who knows that wouldn't be more of a trade that would be him wanting out of nashville right mm-hmm. that's what that trade would be um you know he would speak to his agent and be like you know, they've given me permission. Let's see, you know, reach out yeah. to other teams. And it would be then a team reaching out to the Predators being like, hey, we'll do this for Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's 32 years old, right? So, you know, he's not exactly looking for, like, an eight-year contract. Yeah. Um, his, hold on, I'm just trying to find his cat-friendly. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> you know, so we'll... We'll see. I, I it's interesting to see where you know a lot of people maybe maybe the Jets. Who knows? Um, I don't want to do that to him. Don't. His yeah, his current he's currently sitting at a four point five uh, cap hit. Um. So mm. he may he would make more in the minors this year anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He would make more in the he would make more playing in the minors than he would um he would in the NHL this year. I'm just like, yeah, it's cat friendly page right now. Um but that's his that's his current um current contract. So it it'll be interesting to see where he ends where he would end up. I mean who knows? Um yeah, maybe it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. That's the thing. There hasn't really been a name that has been like one of the wins where it's like it's, he could end up here. But it's it's something definitely to keep in mind of of mm. when we go into you know more contract extensions that we might not actually see one for Tyson Berry from the Nashville Predators uh, this season. Mm. He might be a free agent uh, and be you know part of that free agency frenzy uh, in July. So who knows hopefully you know twitter doesn't break down again like <laughs> demolition and i have to sit I there and find it. out that michael bunting went to carolina no because do you know like, i i had to find out that we had lost justin hall because someone <laughs> tagged me in it someone tagged me in a screenshot and just went 
at 60 Leafs, I'm so sorry. And I was sat there, and I was sat there like, at my, I was at my grandma's house. I was having dinner with my grandma. And you just get that. I just I'm... get someone saying, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, oh my, fuck, they've got rid of him. Like, I, was... I, didn't even say, I knew, I was like, oh my God, we've just lost Justin Hall. <laughs> I was sat on the sofa, like trying not to cry. I was sitting, I was in my kitchen making cookies because I was going to my boyfriend's, I was going to Simon, like my boyfriend Simon's place to meet, I think it was, was it to meet his parents for the first time? Or it was dinner with his parents. Mm. Oh my God. Oh, no, no, no. Yes. It, I think it was to meet them for the first time. I think. <laughs> to have din- Like not to have dinner with them for the first time. And I literally found out that like, Michael Bunting left, Justin Hall left, Kerfoot left. Like, how many of those guys left on, like, signed oh July 1st? It was uh, a dark, like, dark day. Like, like, that whole, that, like, whatever. And I'm sitting there, like, nearly on my knees in my kitchen. <laughs> and I was trying to read, like, it was, like, you know, tweet. I had, like, Sportsnet, like, the, the like, free agency, mm-hmm. their, like, free agency show going. I think, and, like, Twitter wasn't working, so I know a lot of people were watching, like, the bar down <laughs> fucking live stream. It was, I think I ended up watching the hockey guy. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> like, everyone was trying to get their news in a different way. We were all trying to find workarounds to Twitter, like, being broken and only learning. Like, and then I had to, like, walk through the rain. Like, it was raining that day, and I had to walk to the O train in the rain. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was just, it was, like. July, fucking July 1st. <laughs> I never want to experience that ever I never want to go that, no, that's why I'm like, oh my god, I'm so glad, like, you know what, trades, when I was a kid and watching, like, Trade Center and watching, like, uh, the free agency stuff on sport on uh, TSN, like, I was like, this, I couldn't imagine doing it any other way, I couldn't imagine trying to find information out on Twitter, like, no, um, but yeah, we have uh, so one more news, and then I, I hope you have a fun story. This, I mean, I guess this is kind of a fun story to talk about, um, but just we have a couple more things to end off the show, and then I think Marcy has a fun little happy story. Do you this week, this episode, do you have this week? Uh, have I don't know, actually. I've been very busy, so I've not had time to search one out, but um, we'll so have a news, quick look. news today uh, that was, there was, so this news came from a couple of days ago, and then there's more news today. So uh, a couple of days ago, it was confirmed that the I, uh, IIHF has decided to make it mandatory mm-hmm. for players to wear ne- neck protection at the World Junior Championship and at the Men's U18 Championship. Um, and then at the time, they hadn't decided on uh, senior cha- uh, senior World Championships. But today, it was announced that they had decided that neck protection is also mandatory for players at all um, IIH. IIHF events so that includes the senior world like the world championships the women's world championships everything neck protection must mm-hmm. be worn which is awesome that's great yeah. uh that's that's really great um hopefully then we see those rules maybe come over to the NHL eventually uh mm-hmm. this is slow uh so we don't I'm not not that I'm expecting you know that to be happen in the next couple of months but maybe that's something that you know we future. see that in the future maybe that's something that gets changed uh during the off season this year um mm. something you know there definitely will be a grandfather rule in the same way of helmets during warm-ups and um yeah. face shields during games 
Uh, there will be definitely like a grandfathered rule for that. Um, but yeah, so it's, I think it's great that that's happening. You know, definitely something at the World Juniors that's important uh, for sure, especially because those players are so young. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this that starts Boxing Day. Um, but yeah, even just with the at the World Championships, maybe then you know players will play with the players who go to the World Championships, like NHL players who go to the World Championships will wear it, realize it's not that big of a deal, and come back and continue to wear it in NHL games. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Turtlenecks look great under hockey jerseys. They do. If you need any suggestions. Um, some other news, because there's, you know, Leafs games don't play till Thursday. There is a hockey, uh, their game that I feel like a lot of people are going to be tuned into tomorrow, though, however, mm-hmm. because it is the Hughes Brothers matchup uh, tomorrow. A date I'm sure a lot of people have had circled and read on their calendar. Oh, yeah. Um, so it'll be, there was a couple of articles about that. Not more of that where it was uh i think you know it, i think of note in that article was mentioned it was like the first time that luke hughes was gonna get to play against quinn which is special mm-hmm. that is really special that's really sweet they talked about it um i'm not one of those people who thinks that they should all be playing on the same team because as an older sibling i would no, fucking no. i would hate it if i had to play on the but same hockey quinn like a lot of people are like, but like, oh, they're so sad that they don't get to play together on the same day. I was like, honestly, honestly, I'm sure Quinn's probably glad because <laughs> if I had to, because I know, mm. I don't know about you, but this is a relationship I have with my sister where I think we're probably just about like the same age gap. There's two and a half years between us. So just right around where the Fuse brothers are kind of mm, that's um, similar, right? I would fucking hate having to see my sister having to a probably live with my sister because mm. i'm i'm sure jack and luke live together having to drive my sister everywhere because we uh work together and like if i had to see my sister like i love oh, my sister i really do but if i i'm i'm 20 now if i had to see my sister still every single day and had to work with her i'm sorry i'd go insane I yeah. we'd, we'd bicker over everything. We get along. Mm. I love yes. like I love her. She's my sister, but uh, we bicker over everything. We argue over a lot of things. Um, I feel like no one would want us to be on the same hockey team. No, it's like that's the same age gap with me and my sister. She's two and a half years younger, and like it was bad enough when I played at the same hockey club as her. Like I only did I did that for because obviously like I joined the club and then she joined because I joined and then I think we've played on the set at the same club two different teams now and it's like that was bad enough never mind like if I were to play on the same team as I would mm. no I've I've coached my sister's I've coached my sister ski racing something I do not recommend for anyone to do Uh, I just (laughs) happen to be coaching like her age group so I was coaching her for skiing and I didn't even really coach her that much I was very good in making sure that I wasn't, like, I wasn't, you know, like, I was still coaching her. Like, I wasn't totally ignoring her. But I was very good at making sure, like, I wouldn't give her too much to work on. Because I knew if it came from me, she would not listen to me. So there was often times where I would, like, turn to one of the other coaches I was working with where I was like, hey, next time my sister comes around, hey, could you tell her to work on this? But don't tell her it came from me. Say you came up with it. Because Mm -hmm. if it comes from me, she's not going to fucking do it. Because it's my, like... That's the th- where it's like, you know, and I get whatever, like, 
you know, it's nice to play with your brother. But, like, I honestly don't blame Quinn for enjoying living in Vancouver. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, but, like, what if they... And I was like, guys, they probably enjoy, like, you know, they probably enjoy not having to see each other. Like, like, FaceTime is, is a wonderful thing that exists where they can still talk to mm-hmm. each other. Exactly. Like, it just makes it a lot nicer when they actually do get to spend time with each other. Yeah. Oh, because, like, also- now I'm at uni. I've, like, I've been home less. I've not been home since August. So, it's like, I'm not see- I've seen my sister once since August. So, it's going to be nice to actually go get to see her over Christmas. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. Like, it, it makes the time that we are together, like, that much more pleasant for our parents to experience as well. Because <laughs> we're not like we don't argue as much because I don't see her all the time. So she doesn't mm-hmm. get on my nerves all the time. But like yeah, anyways, it it also makes for special games like this where they do play each other and it's, you know, fun thing to watch mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And also like, you know, they don't all have to play on the same team. Like it's fine. And it makes it special when they do play on the same team at world events. I don't like yeah. if NHLers go to the Olympics um I'm sure there's a shoe in for a couple of them to be on that roster Quinn and Jack for sure mm. right it's like you know you got the half your half your roster is just gonna be brothers yeah <laughs> that's like four players right there starting lineup and brothers throw in, throw in, uh, I don't know throw you know throw in fucking who on defense to I don't know I actually don't know an American defender. <laughs> That's so bad. I can't think of an American defender off the- Justin Hall. No. <laughs> I can't. Justin Hall's not going to the fucking Olympics. Sorry, Justin. Justin Hall to the Olympics. I was like, I was like trying to think off the top of my head. I was like, who's an American defenseman who would be going to the Olympics? Who's good enough for that? And I honestly blank. Totally <laughs> blank. And there's probably about oh, five sure people. There's probably about there's probably about five people. There's probably people who are like yelling at their phones or whatever. I'm like of listing like five players right off the bat who it would be, and I honestly blanked. All, yeah. all I can think about is like Canadian defenseman right now off the top <laughs> of my head. But I don't know. Do you have anything to add? Um, I think I don't know. We want to talk about I Buffalo's love- goaltending one more time. <laughs> quite literally, I've got a little section just oh. Marcy Sabers waffle. Um, and I can okay, end it. Off, I can end the Sabres the on a happy note for once. Finish off so, the show with some Buffalo Sabres for like the third episode in a row. I'm right. First of all, def- I'm going to complain for a minute because the Sabres keep losing and everyone at, at the start, they were like, oh, oh it's the goalies fucking looking at and I'm like okay uh, looking at is your best goalie so do not fucking say anything about him like the other day I think it was I don't know when they played the Blues but they lost 6-4 and even after watching them lose 6-4 you could not fault looking him for it because it would have been so much worse had he not been playing so it's not it's gone beyond being a goaltending issue and it's now just a what where where the fuck are the servers because they're not on the ice they're not they're, they're not and it's like i've literally just got here the servers are hanging the goalies out to dry like massively 
and it's hard to watch because then it's like you've basically like I love Lucan in Buffalo but at the same time I think you really benefit from going somewhere else because he wouldn't have to basically deal with the state of the Sabres at the moment because it is it is miserable and it, it's hard to watch because you know he's trying his hardest and then not helping him at all. So that was my little complaint. But then onto a happier note, Devin Levi. Um, <laughs> everything, literally half the tweets I sent to the little like. It's just, it's just, it's just Devin Levi stats. I can guarantee Devin you Levi, that it's just stats. Devin Levi stats. Campbell stats. It's literally all just goalies. Which says a lot about me. We're changing we're changing the podcast name to From the Crease instead of From the Fourth Line. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Devin Levi, um, in his AHL debut, won 3-2. He saved 40, yeah, 40 saves on 42 shots, which brings him out at uh, nine, 952 save percent, percentage, which is That's insane. very good. He saved all four shots in the shootout. It went it went to a shootout and he still he saved oh like that is a so, that's an incredible AHL debut. It's there's like, a this is what happens. This is when, what happens when you develop goaltenders by having them play in the NHL. Who would have it's thought? A miracle. There's the like, very great picture of him in the in the locker room after the game because I guess I guess they have like the the eagle head that they put on like player of the game type thing and he's there standing like spread eagle and I sent it to you I was like, like this is Joseph Volkoning because it's like it's goalie true. and like full goalie gear he's still in his gear like with a giant eagle um with a giant eagle head on his head which is reference to Joseph Wool's um uh, goalie mask designs that tend to ever since his time with Boston College feature a goal uh, feature an eagle a lot of people think it's because he's american it's not it's because of the mascot of boston college being the eagles yeah. so it's a nod to his time that he spent in college uh mm. playing in the ncaa continue <laughs> and just to round it all off with a happy little devon levi got the second ahl star of the night on friday for that Look at him go! I I'm so happy that they've that, like the Sabers finally went. Mm, you know what? Maybe what we're doing isn't working out. Let's develop a goalie. Who oh. would have thought that player development actually works? Hey, like yes. this is something where I'm like a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, you know, a lot of people. Edmonton Oilers are another case of this. They're like, why are like all of like the Sabers and like the Edmonton Oilers like draft picks kind of bust? I'm like, guys. Because, like, player development is something that exists. Mm. And, like, okay, yes, maybe I would not have picked a couple of, you know, what Edmonton has picked for a couple of their first overall picks um, through the years. Uh, 2012 is a... Nail Yakupov <laughs> is another one where I'm like, mm, that was a choice. That was a choice. Um, but, you know, definitely something where it's, like, player development is so important and you know mm. player development also isn't something that stops when you make it to the NHL it's something that continues and it's something yeah. that continues for most of your career you as a like players develop you know you, no matter where they are in their stage I'm sure Mark Giordano could tell you that 
at age 40 that he is still develop not developing in the sense of you know getting you know but his game is changing and so that's still development. yeah and he's 40 years old so mm-hmm. it's it's definitely stuff like that where and you see it with like guys like Sidney Crosby where mm-hmm. he like it worked it worked but like you also see it in the way that his he develops his game even at the NHL level like mm-hmm. it seems like every season he he had something that was really good when he started with the, he started in the NHL right mm-hmm. but it comes like every off season he seems to pick one thing that he wants to get better at and he I does agree. and then he comes back in October at the start of the season and he's like added another thing to his arsenal of like his like toolkit of things to use mm-hmm. in a game and it's incredible to watch mm-hmm. and you want that and like for goalies that's important so yeah just yeah, yeah just like, player development we never yeah, cannot talk about player development it's no, so especially not when i'm involved no like i have coaching experience so i all know, like i i know how athlete development works i've mm-hmm. coached ski racing for years and you know it's something like that like different sport same concept so like you see it even now where it's like coach like I will say it myself like I've my skiing has improved even after I've stopped racing and it's like that's because you you know even though I'm like I'm still coaching I'm still doing the drills that I'm making my Mm -hmm. kids do like I'm still getting better and that's just Mm -hmm. how life works right so who knew (laughs) Surprise! Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I feel like we talk we talk about this every episode though. Oh yes. <laughs> we need it's to. <laughs> but it's a common think, theme. Yeah, it's a common theme. I think we've covered everything though. I can't really. There's nothing left on our little list of topics to talk about. Um. So yeah, uh, enjoy. There's quite a few hockey games on tonight. A big uh, battle of Pennsylvania matchup with Flyers and Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. In- Seven, I guess if you guys wanted to watch, I probably will probably I think I'll tune into that one um mm-hmm. just because I don't none of the other games really appease to me <laughs> like I looked at the list and I was like mm, I don't really feel like watching any of these other ones I'll watch Pittsburgh and Philadelphia yeah. um but yeah so thank you that was another wonderful episode um mm-hmm. of from the fourth line uh my name is Emma I was joined by Marcy uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at From the Fourth Line. You can follow either of us individually at PairB1 and at 60 Leaves on Twitter. And you can find us now basically wherever you get your podcast. Um, you know, follow follow if you don't already follow the show. Uh, give us five stars. Um, and yeah, we'll see you on Thursday prior see to the Leafs. On Thursday. Prior to the Leafs taking on the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa. Ooh.